0: Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of First Universalist Church, a Unitarian Universalist congregation located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are a radically welcoming and progressive religious community, deeply committed to love, justice, spiritual growth, and living out our values in the world. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning. It's so good to get to be together in all of the ways we can. My name is Jen Crow. I'm one of your ministers here at First Universalist Church. And as much as I would prefer that we were here in person together, I have to tell you that parking out there and the ice, I'm grateful that you're all safe at home and watching or listening to us today from wherever you are. I want to tell you a story to get us started today, and to do this I'm going to need my friends to join me, so I'm going to put my mask back on for just a second, but friends will you come on over? Okay, so this is a game that my mom taught me when I was very small, and it was a game and is a game that you can play anywhere without having anything with you, so the game goes like this we did this most often on the rare occasion we were in a restaurant and bored to tears waiting for our food okay. so it would start by i would put my hand out and then the next person would put a hand on top of that hand then if we had more than two people the next Aww, and yeah. then me and then you <laughs> Now, uh, as you can see, we are already messing this up. <laughs> so Is this supposed to be we will start again and we will do our best. Let's maybe go slow at first until we get the rhythm. Look at us go. Okay, now as we go, <laughs> oh, oh. go faster and faster, this devolves <laughs> into chaos pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you can start over mm-hmm. anytime. You can even play by yourself if you need to. Well, fair enough. You can play with two people, three people, The more people, the more chaotic. So thanks for helping me with my demonstration. I hope you're playing this at home too, or that this becomes a game you can bring with you wherever you go. It's good in the car, it's good at the table, it's good all over the place. But I have to tell you that part of what I love about this game is that when I think about it, It's really a good representation of what it is to be part of a larger circle, to be part of the larger life. The way that we can build out of what seems like nothing, but is in fact everything. The way that we are part of a cycle where each of us matters and together we create something more, this high tower, this laughing chaos sometimes, So this hand over hand, this way that our hands can reach toward each other, literally and metaphorically, the way we are always part of a cycle of how things are changing and moving, adding, subtracting. This is the image that I want to have with us as we begin our time together today, each of us important, each of us a part of this holy, glorious, joyful, chaotic mess of life and community. So welcome, welcome to this community of love and hope. Welcome to this congregation where we give and receive and grow, and where we do it by engaging in some very specific spiritual practices. Here at First Universalist, we invite each other to listen deeply to where love is calling us next to welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each and every human heart, and to act with humility and compassion and courage in service to justice. We do all of this as a community that is deeply committed to ending oppression in all of its forms and creating communities of love and joy and liberation for us all. Perhaps communities that are chaotic and messy and creative and joyful all at once. This is the life we invite you into when you journey with us, and there are all kinds of ways to get connected with this congregation and all of the communities within it. So I want to invite you, if you haven't already, to sign up to receive our weekly online newsletter, to connect with us through our website, to join us next week, or over the course of this week, rather, Wednesday night at seven o'clock, we have online Worship Together, a midweek meditation service, please join us then online. Join us next week on Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in person and at 11 a.m. online. And as always, you can join us throughout the week too by checking out our podcasts, our website, and connecting to these services at whatever time works for you. We are all a part of this community, however we connect to it, whatever smaller communities we are a part of, within this larger whole. As we prepare for this time together, this time of connection and care, we remember that the land that we live on, wherever we are, that the land holds stories of the generations, stories of joy and celebration, stories of suffering and pain, pain of the generations pain of genocide, of the illusion that lives and land could ever be bought and sold. And here in this place, in this sanctuary, we remember the legacy of courage and commitment of the Jewish people everywhere, and especially here in this building, a sanctuary that was built as a place of refuge and resilience when Minneapolis was known as one of the most anti-Semitic cities in our country. From this place, from these stories, we commit to learning the multiple stories of people, of the land that have come before us, to know and name our shared history, so that together we might create a present and a future of joy and liberation for all. From this place, we take time to settle our bodies, our minds, and our spirits, to calm our nervous system, to prepare ourselves for this time of connection. I'm going to invite us in in our usual way. I invite you wherever you are to make yourself comfortable, to notice where your body is touching the ground, maybe where places of your body are touching the air or your clothing, To feel yourself rooted and connected in some way to the earth, which we are a part of. To take a moment, perhaps, to roll your shoulders up and drop them down. To open up your chest, stretch out your neck, if that feels right. And together, from wherever we are. We take an intentional breath in and out. We breathe in and we breathe out. And once more, breathing in. And breathing out we know ourselves connected across time and place and space and generations through the air we breathe welcome to this time of worship of connection of love and care and now i invite you If you know the words, if you'd like to, to say along with us the words for the lighting of our chalice as we are led by Luna Kilgore.
1: Please join me in the in saying the words for lighting our chalice. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace. Seek the truth in love and to help
2: one another.
3: Thank you, Luna. On a winter, much like this one, on a winter morning, in fact, a Sunday winter morning, but a long time ago, there was a community, a church that met. And their community had just a few seats, it was smaller, Uh, than the sanctuary we call a home. It was a small room. And there were a lot of members who were used to sitting exactly where they sat. And there was one in particular who sat in the front and we always knew that he was there. Week after week, for decades, he would come and sit in that exact spot. You'd always know. Well, one day there was a meeting at the church and no one even remembers what we were discussing at the time, but the church erupted into an argument of the we should have this versus the we should have that. And a decision was made by a vote, but still the people who didn't get their way were disappointed and there was one who was more disappointed than all the rest. Yes, it was the member at the front of the sanctuary. For decades and decades, the member had come until this Sunday morning, a long time ago on a winter Sunday, just like this one. In every seat, there was the expected person, except in the front. Well, the members were, were worried. The pastor was, was worried. We hadn't, we'd seen each other every Sunday for, for the longest time. So the minister made sure to give a call and ask if they could come and visit with this member, just to make sure everything was all right. And the member said yes. When the minister arrived, there was a fire in the fireplace. It was such a lovely home with a little fireplace made of coals. And each of them were stacked just so, just a few, and lighted a blaze. And the few coals seemed to warm the whole room. The member sat with the minister and told, the minister exactly what he didn't like about the decision that was made. And it wasn't so important what the decision was. It wasn't so important what they were arguing about. It was important, however, that the minister was sitting and listening and that the member was also sitting and listening too and they were expressing one another in each other's company. And then the greatest idea came to the minister's head in the silence and the listening. And he walked over to the fireplace, stacked with the coals. And with a a pair of tongs that were next to the fireplace, he reached in and grabbed one of the coals and placed it beside the fire. And silently they watched as the coal by itself grew cooler and cold. And soon after, without a word, the minister walked up to the very same coal with the very same tongs and picked the coal up and placed it with the other coals again that were already lighted ablaze. And they watched as it grew again to its amber and orange. And the fire grew too. Well, the story goes that in the warmth and in that fire, that member, and the minister for that matter, were rarely seen absent from the church again.
1: We shall be known by the company we keep by the ones who circle round to tend these fires. We shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change alive from deep within the earth. It is time now, it is time now that we thrive, it is time we lead ourselves into the well. It is time now, and what a time to be alive. In this great turning, we shall learn to lead in love. In this great turning, we shall learn to lead in Lord, so may it be.
2: Thank you, Glenn Thomas. Each week, each week, when we gather for worship, we make time for care and time for prayer. In these few moments, in these few moments, we intentionally turn toward the content of our hearts and spirits. We give and receive the burden and blessings of the community and demonstrate through acts of spirit, the commitments of our faith that none of us makes it through this life alone, that burdens shared, our burdens lightened, that blessings brought out into the light of day enliven all of our hearts and bring joy to our togetherness. We pray this morning for all those imprisoned in the many ways we imprison our fellow human beings. We pray for release from the physical prisons of jail, of correctional institutions of detention in the name of borders and immigration status. We pray this morning for those lives constrained by addiction, by illness known and unknown. We pray this morning for those lives constrained by white supremacy, by patriarchy, by ableism, by the illusions of capitalism that incline us away from our common humanity and toward a view of each other as a means to an end, another to be competed with, dominated, secured against, and defended from. May we be liberated. Our hearts reach out to parents, to grandparents, to chosen family, and the many adults who are caring for children. To care for another is holy work. Our hearts reach out to the many in the midst, in our midst caring for loved ones in decline. We hold you as you care for those you love while watching them slowly slip away. To care for another is holy work. We rejoice with those celebrating this morning, celebrating new love, new work, the sunshine, an uplifting diagnosis, a moment of quiet in the midst of our overfull lives. We surround in gratitude this morning those in our community who have devoted themselves to lives of deep and intentional spiritual practice. We feel the impact of your efforts. Our community is better for it we bow to you, acknowledging this gift that you create and share. We surround in gratitude this morning those who work to care for and build community in this congregation. In committee meetings, in sweeping floors in hanging art in knitting garments of comfort and creating circles of friends in ways large and small you make our lives immeasurably better and we are grateful. To care for the communities we love is holy work. Here in our community there is much that we carry this morning. And so I invite you to speak aloud and share in the chat those things you would like to surround in the care of this congregation. And congregation, will you pray with me? Spirit of life, spirit of love, creative spark that animates and endows our lives. May we rest here, rest here as the poet says, on the forming edge of our lives. Rest a moment, letting our hearts, letting our spirits stretch out, moving past the boundaries of flesh and bone, connecting with those around us, those in our households, those in our circles of care connecting out, reaching out, feeling the interconnected web of those who care for us, even when we don't know their names. Holy One, help us to rest here, rest in gratitude, rest in grace. And from this gratitude, May we hear the song that is ours, that has been playing since before we were born, that will continue after we are gone from this earth. Help us to hear the notes. Help us to move in the rhythm that is ours, that we might find, that we might hear that little, little contribution that is ours to make, take it up with joy and gladness, and thereby make the world a little bit more whole. Congregation, as we draw our time of prayer to a close, May we remember that there is but one place where time and death have no dominion, and that place is love. And we pray that the grip of addiction be loosened, that the weight of oppression be lightened, that truth be told, that joy break through, and that love make every suffering bearable for us all. May it be so, and amen. And will you join with me and Glenn Thomas as we sing Spirit of Life?
1: E
0: Thank you, Arif. Thank you, Glenn Thomas. Thank you, community, for making us what we are together. I have a poem I'd like to share this morning. It's titled, When Giving Is All We Have, by Alberto Rios. One river gives its journey to the next. We give because someone gave to us. We give because nobody gave to us. We give because giving has changed us. We give because giving could have changed us. We have been better for it. We have been wounded by it. Giving has many faces. It is loud and quiet. Big though small, diamond in wood nails. Its story is old, the plot worn and the pages too, but we read this book anyway, over and again. Giving is first and every time, hand to hand. Mine to yours, yours to mine. You gave me blue and I gave you yellow. Together we are simple green. You gave me what you did not have, and I gave you what I had to give. Together, we made something greater from the difference. We give because somebody gave to us. We give because nobody gave to us. We have been better for it. We have been wounded by it. We give what we do not have. We give what we have to give. Together, we make something greater from the difference. I read these words of the poet and I couldn't help but hear our own way of being, our mission and vision at church. That in the universalist spirit of love and hope, we give and we receive and we grow. We give and receive and grow all with the foundation of love and hope at the center. This is exactly what we are about. Bell Hooks, the author and activist of Beloved Memory, wrote this in her book titled All About Love. When we choose to love, we choose to move against fear, against alienation and separation. The choice to love, she wrote. The choice to love is a choice to connect, to find ourselves in each other. So today I want to talk about the ways we choose to connect. The ways we choose to find ourselves in each other. The ways we choose to love and to move against fear. To move against separation and alienation. Forces that will destroy us and our planet. How might we instead choose to move with love, choose to move into deeper connection with ourselves and each other and all that is the holy, if that resonates for us? How will we move into connection with a devotion and a fierceness and a loyalty that will in fact create the love that will not let us go right here in our lives? That is what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about this by talking about the places where the edges meet, where things might get chaotic and messy sometimes, where we might make mistakes and yet still being better for it, being wounded by it, bringing what we have, bringing what we do not have, we might create something together that is more than any of us could ever create on our own. And I want to talk about this by bringing these ideas of self-care and community care together. So bear with me. I'm going to start with a couple of definitions, which is the death of every sermon, but it is where I'm going to begin today. And I want to do this in particular because these words, these ideas and phrases have been commodified, have been picked up by capitalism. And I want to take us back to the basics and the essence of these concepts. So self-care. Self-care. It is simple, not easy. Self-care is what we do deliberately to take care of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Self-care is what we do on purpose with intention to take care of our, our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Now the choices we make, the resources we have will be different for all of us. And I want to say loud and clear that every choice we make in the direction of our health makes a difference. Whether it is the big grand gesture or the small, seemingly small, daily choice that builds time over time. Each of these choices makes a difference in our lives. Now, I want to be very clear in this sermon, and you will hear this, that self-care alone is not enough. It cannot be enough. And I want to say, too, that if self-care is implemented all on its own, it can unintentionally reinforce feelings of isolation and shame in us when we quite naturally find out that we cannot, in fact, heal or save ourselves or grow into the best version of ourselves that we know is possible, that we can't do it all on our own self-care when we do it as the only thing as the only way we move toward greater health as individuals as a community as a planet it simply isn't enough self-care has to go hand in hand edges meeting with community care now community care is an action or actions that are taken that are intended to help another person or people or group of people. Community care is any action that we take, and I'd say any action we receive too, that comes with the intention of helping another person or group. This can take place one-to-one, hand over hand, through interpersonal acts of kindness, like reaching out to check on someone, or bringing a person a meal, or asking for help when you need it. It can take the shape of sharing gratitudes with other people. It can take the shape of something bigger, too, taking place in more organized communities like this congregation, in the small groups within it, or the communities within communities. It can happen when we offer care to people we know and people we don't know. It can happen when we engage in larger acts of justice-making when we work to transform the systems, the laws, the structures that keep us isolated and apart. The Toronto-based community organizer Nikita Valerio defines community care as people committed to leveraging their privilege to be there for one another in various ways. People committed to leveraging their privilege to be there for one another in various ways. Now, when we engage in community care, we shift responsibility for care and survival, liberation and joy from the individual alone to the broader web of creation of which we are naturally a part. This community we connect with can be a small circle of two or three people, family or friends. It can be this church and the communities within it. It can be something larger, the systems and structures of a society that are supportive rather than isolating. The communities we are a part of include not just what is happening now, but also what has happened, what can happen in the future. There are days when my community of care is poets, is music, is a walk in the woods, And the trees and the water and the rocks that have been there for generations that will be there long beyond me knowing myself a part of this planet rather than separate from it is my community of care now if you have been a part of this church for any amount of time you have likely heard the image that comes up again and again here this image and metaphor that sometimes we are the ocean holding each other up when times are difficult and sometimes we are held up by the ocean I love this image and the rhythm of it the assumption that there is always a back and forth flow a changing of position because that is what life is Some days are harder. Some days are easier. Some days we have something to give. Sometimes we have nothing to give. Sometimes what we have to give is actually receiving. This back and forth flow is a good one for us. And I want to be careful with this image and clear, too, that there is no assumption of equality in this image, in this back and forth. And when I say that, what I mean is there is no assumption that we will give and receive in equal measure in order to be a part of the larger community. We don't keep a list of debits. We don't keep count about giving and receiving in this way. If we did, we would be a bank, not a community giving and receiving is not transactional. It has to be done with an open heart, with no expectation of a return, even if, of course, we are hoping to know and trust we too are held in community. Sometimes for some of us, at times for most of us, we will need to receive more than we can possibly give. And that is a part of this flow. Trusting, together, we have all that we need. So, church is an excellent example, in many ways, of what community care looks like. We know these rhythms here. We know what it looks and feels like when we bring a meal to someone or receive a meal, when a care companion checks in on someone, when a memorial service takes place here and it takes dozens and dozens of people to do everything from creating beauty And calm and a sense of order here in the sanctuary setting up the flowers the tables downstairs making coffee and tea welcoming people in. Making sure the live stream works and connects us all of these things each gift mattering in this grand exchange. We know what community care looks and feels like here at church when someone puts a card in the mail or checks in on another person from their small group or someone they haven't seen for some time. We know what community care is when we make gifts of our financial resources, of our time and attention and talent, so that this community can be here for us all. And we're good at this here. We have well-worn habits and patterns and practices to learn from and fall back on. And like any community, like any human, community care is an aspiration rather than an exact science. We fall short from time to time. We always will. And yet we are here together with room to grow always. The poet, the fashion designer, the transgender activist Alok reminds us that being human, we all make mistakes. Loving ourselves and each other is not about being perfect, they tell us. Welcome, I love this phrase, welcome to the awkward choreography of being a human, they say. We are always going to mess up. Being alive, they tell us, is about living and messing up gloriously. Being alive is about messing up gloriously, and it is also about learning. When we mess up, we can say, I'm sorry, I'm learning. It won't happen again. And if we mess up again, we say, I'm sorry, I'm learning. I'm going to try even harder. Love isn't about perfection. Love is about trying harder for each other, Alok says. Love is about trying harder for each other. So here we are. Here we are in this awkward choreography of being human together, of learning and growing and loving, of choosing love, of choosing to move against fear, to move against alienation and separation by finding ourselves in each other, by finding ways to connect even when we cannot be physically together. Now, for me, in this time when we have not been able to be physically together in all the ways I was once used to, I have been looking for connection and experiences of care in different places. I look for it here at church, of course. I look for it in the poets, in music, in story, in people, but I'm also looking for it outside more and more. There's a place I've been walking. Maybe some of you know this place. It's down by Wobbin Park. It's this place where you follow a paved path down a hill. When you get to the bottom of the hill, on the left is this area where the water pools from the creek, and in the summer, there are people splashing and wading and cooling down there. And in the winter, if you look to your right, you can usually hear it before you see it. There is a group of loud and joyful sledders coming down that long hill. I go down there with the dog, sometimes with other people, and I walk along the creek. I walk with the tower of rocks on one side and the gurgling or frozen water on my left. And I know myself down there, a part of something bigger than just me, something bigger than just my family, than just this church, even, or even this city. I know myself a part of the earth, a part of this planet a part of something that we cannot escape and I don't want to. I feel held there in this natural world community of care. And when I walk a little further following that creek, there is a place you may have been to where the creek meets the Mississippi River. It is a place where there is a sand beach down there where you can almost always find somebody fishing no matter what season it is. It's a place where I can reliably see eagles flying overhead and swooping down for a meal. This place where the creek meets the river is kind of messy sometimes. It's a place where these two bodies of water that usually move with confidence and sureness meet. And all of a sudden, it is a swirl at that place of meeting. When the water is flowing, it often feels like the water is actually confused for a second right there. There's a foam that gets kicked up sometimes. The fish hang out there. It is a messy and awkward place of meeting for these two strong bodies. And I bring this up today because as I walk down there and as I approach this place where the waters meet, I think a lot about the places where the individual meets the community, where self-care meets community care and how we might move the edges of those two things closer and closer together. And how when it is awkward and messy and swirling, that we might actually know that is right and okay. Because it means the connection is happening. Those edges are coming together. Self-care, community care, the individual, the larger body coming together in these ways. I am so interested in those places of meeting, the places of both and rather than either or, of not only self-care or only community care, but the places and the ways where our individual will and effort can combine with the will and effort of the community to create spaces of thriving and joy for us all. So I don't close this time with sure answers for us or a neat package. I am much more interested in this awkward awkward choreography of being human together, of being human as a part of this planet, of these edges where we meet, whether it's person to person, past to present to future, this natural world of which we are a part. So I wonder, I wonder with you, what giving and receiving community care asks of us as individuals. I wonder how self care might look like participating in community care, like making ourselves available as a part of a community. I wonder how our community extends beyond the folks who are living around us so that community care might actually include the natural world, might include ancestors, past and present and future, might include music and poetry and story and art, how community care might be understood as all of the efforts we make to care for our planet, to care for water and air and those of us not just here in this moment, but who will come after us. I wonder what it means to be in this messy and chaotic and generative and creative exchange with each other. I wonder how those of us who have been trained in the Protestant ethic and the myth of the bootstrap might retrain ourselves to greet vulnerability with applause and appreciation instead of fear. I wonder how those of us who know through culture and memory what it is to lean into to offer community care might strengthen those rhythms those memories into this present. I wonder how we might create more together hold more together than we ever could alone. And I wonder what this will mean for you for me for all of us what we will do today, tomorrow, to give and receive, to focus on health, mental, physical, spiritual, for ourselves and each other and this planet. How might we give and receive and grow, always in this rhythm, this interchange together? Let us be about this work. Grounded in love and hope, let us be in this chaotic, joyful, generative flow together. May it be so. And amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, and together we give, receive, and grow in the universalist spirit of love and hope. To learn more about who we are and our ministry, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.